Father God, we thank you this morning, Father God. We do know where two or three are gathered that there you are in the midst, Father God. And Father God, we just uh, thank you. We thank you for allowing us to gather, Father God, in your name, Father God, and to give you praise, glory, and honor, Father God. And Father God, we just ask, Father God, that the listeners now and the listeners later, Father God, that they all be blessed, Father God. And we ask, Father God, that you bless the messenger this morning, Father God. And we just want to thank you this morning, give you praise, honor, and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone say amen. Amen. Amen.
and being willing to cause a woman of her time many hardships and shame and shame excuse me many hardships and shame her infertility did not her husband because he made it clear that he was deeply in love with her uh, despite the fact that she was there and this was not a normal response to, to uh, infertility uh, in that day and in that time. Women were expected to have children, and if they couldn't have children, uh, many times that was used as a reason for divorce or a reason for the husband to leave them because they couldn't bear children. But Hannah didn't have that problem. But she had that other wife who was just so fertile and having babies one right after another. So, you know, Hannah was enduring a lot of pain and she was tormented by her situation. So we believe we can all identify with her in some way. I'm saying we women and I'm saying we men because either way, uh, the fact that she was not able to have children uh, to carry on uh, the name of her husband, to be able to look back at, at her children, her uh, grandchildren. And uh, so uh, we can relate to this. So <clears throat> we look at her struggles. And her struggles here are infertility. Her struggle is miscarriage. Her, her struggle is singleness, abandonment infidelity and her issue is healing she needs healing so if you look at those you can find yourself maybe in one place or another or more than one place this morning so we are struggling to understand uh maybe maybe some of us are struggling to understand why god isn't giving us the one thing we desire deeper than anything else and that doesn't have to be to have a child. It could be uh, many other things that we are asking God to provide for us, and it has not manifested yet. And uh, we're wondering why. Why is it that God hasn't answered our prayer? So, you know, what made the pain even deeper uh, for Hannah and maybe for some of us is seeing others receive what we, we long for. Uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but you know, you're, you're asking God for something and somebody that you know, somebody you work with, somebody you have contact with, they are able to testify that God has given them that very thing that you've been believing God for. So here's Hannah and she's, uh, waiting, uh, for a miracle, really, uh, asking God about blessing her with a child and so we look at other women in the scripture who suffered like hannah uh, we look at sarah and we look at rebecca and we look at rachel and but her response was a little bit different hannah was upset because she couldn't conceive but she didn't lash out at her sister benina she didn't even complain to her husband but after Years of holding that pain on the inside and feeling shame and having bitterness, she took it all to the only one who could take it away, and that was God. 
And that's what should happen for all of us. When we have things on the inside of us, we shouldn't carry those things around. What is that song? It's an old song that says, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. And so we need to be able, if we can't talk about uh, and really don't need to talk about some of the things that concern us with people, just people in general, but we can take it to God. We can take it to him in prayer and allow him to give us some peace and allow him to give us some direction. So this is what Hannah did. She was so sad and so hurt. And so she prayed to the Lord. She was praying to God. If you go to 1 Samuel 1 and 10, she was praying to God and she was crying. Uh, and then this priest walked up on her and said to her, what is going on with you? Are you drunk? And that's my translation. You can read the rest of it yourself. And then in her moment of just uh, sincere surrender, uh, you know, Hannah is, like I said, faced with the negativity when the priest uh, accuses her of being drunk. And she doesn't lash out at him. She didn't even get defensive. But she just calmly, humbly, honorably said to him what her problem was. Hannah's journey is one we all take. And so for years, she had harped, you know, harbored her feelings within herself. She was a woman of prayers, a woman of faith, so she prayed often to the Lord about her hardships and anguish. And that's what many of us do. And Hannah kept the peace uh, of her, she kept the peace of her request for herself instead of giving it all to God. You see, there are some things we think we ought not talk to God about. There are some things that we think God is not interested in. I've heard people say, I'm not going to worry God with that. He's not interested in that. Well, let me just tell you that God is interested in every part of your life, everything that goes on with you. And he knows you from the inside out. The scripture tells us that he knew us when we were yet informed in our mothers unformed in our mother's womb. You can find that in Psalms 139, where David uh, says, uh, you knew me when I was yet unformed in my mother's womb. And that is true of all of us. God knows everything about us. And even those things that we don't discuss with him, even those things that we don't want to talk about, or we think we don't need to say to him, he knows about those things and so we need to be able to be open with him so hannah kept the piece of her request for herself instead of giving it all to god so when when she goes ahead and finally just pours her heart out to god there where she's praying then she opened up the door for god to move in her behalf and he did that through the priest. He did that through the priest. The priest, when he found her there in the temple praying, she was so broken. She was so hurt, so grieved. And this 
woman, this other wife, who was actually her sister, Penina, uh, didn't make it any better. She just really uh, uh, lauded it over Hannah, that Hannah didn't have any children, and she did. So God used Hannah's grief to grow her. And uh, in the moment that she surrendered it all to him, her circumstances changed. You see, the minute that we surrender everything to God, we just have to give it all to him. We have to just let him know everything and open up to him. Then the change begins to come. But the long, as long as we hold on to whatever it is, you know, and pout, and have resentments, and just in general, we're miserable, he is not able to help us. You see, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we surrender. We surrender. We let go. You know, there's a proverb that says, let go and let God. And so when we let go and we let God, then he is able to help us. So, uh, what happened was, is that the priest prophesied to Hannah that she would conceive and that she would give birth to a child. And that's exactly what happened. And Samuel, was, when he was weaned, she returned to the temple because she had made a promise to God. If you give me a child, I will give him back to you. If you give me a child, I will give him back to you. You see, these children that we give birth to and we father and we, you know, uh, and we have them, they don't belong to us. They're on loan to us. God owns those children. They belong to him. He's the one that gave them life. He's the one that allowed us to give birth. He's the one that allowed us to conceive. And so these children belong to God. And what we do, and I'm saying we because Hannah is not the only one, what we do, Hannah was willing to keep her promise to God. That's one of the things that we need to understand is that we need to keep our promises to God. We do these foxhole prayers. God, if you get me out of this, I'll never do it again. God, if you get me out of this, I'll do whatever you say. God, if you'll just help me this one time. And those are foxhole prayers. And as soon as we get out of the mess, as soon as the crunch is over, we forget about what we promised God. And the next thing you know, we're gone on our very way. Well, Hannah didn't do that. When she made that promise to God to give that child back to him, when, when Samuel was weaned, she took him back to the temple. And she left them there with the high priest. She left her child there in the temple with the priest. And this priest, God helping, had some sons that were running rampant in the temple. They were eating up the tithes. They were doing all kinds of stuff with, you know, having women in the temple that weren't their wives. They were doing some terrible stuff that that's another sermon altogether. But here this woman has been asking and asking God to give her a child. And then when it happened, she's made a promise to God that she would bring that child and leave him 
in the temple. And so she kept her promise. Think about how hard that must have been for her mothers and maybe fathers too, because we don't see anything about what the husband said about taking his son and leaving him in the temple. But we know she made a promise to God. And we know that they were both godly people. So I'm assuming that from what the word says, that he was okay with it. He didn't try to fight her uh, about it. And she just leaves her baby in the temple. And so Samuel was raised in the temple uh, with the priests and those backslidden sons of his and of course some other things happen and that's another that's going to be another sermon that I will share because we need to understand that you know Samuel uh, was left there with this priest who had rebellious children and he knew they were rebellious and even though they were adults they were his children he was the high priest in the temple he allowed them to do things that they had no business, and he didn't take care of it. So when you go on with the story of Samuel, you'll find out that God called Sam, Samuel uh, to the office of the prophet as a little boy. Uh, but we're not going to get into that one because we're talking about Hannah's faith today. We're talking about what Hannah went through. We're talking about the fact that Hannah was a broken vessel. And God put her back together when he gave her that child that she had cried out to him for so long. So Hannah's cracks were not formed by her own hands, but by the mishandling of another in her life. And so she could have lived her life isolated. She could have been isolated, uh, being the victim of her circumstances. But she had faith, and she had faith that led her to the only one who could take away her pain, the only one that could take away her shame, the only one that could take away her bitterness, and the only one that could take away the resentments. And my question to everybody this morning, including myself, have you been harboring pain? shame or resentment do you have any of those things that you've been holding you've been holding on to it you've been talking to god about other things you've been obedient in some things but you've got this resentment this hardness of heart this unforgiveness let's call it what it is unforgiveness in your heart and you have not surrendered that to god Today is your day. You need to surrender whatever it is. No matter how big it is or how small it is, you need to surrender it to God today. Let him have that mess. You ask him to give you a clean heart, creating you a clean heart, creating you a right spirit so that you can go ahead and receive what you've been believing God for. Now, you might not be believing to have a child. That was Hannah's uh, need. But you may have other needs. But because you have this unforgiveness and because you have this resentment, it is standing in the way of your blessing. You're blocking your blessing because of that. 
And do you have some cracks that have been caused by another's behavior towards you? Do you have that this morning? People are, uh, in this day and time, I have to say, people are rude, the rudest I've ever seen. They are mean-spirited. They'll do anything to interfere with your blessings. They'll do anything to make you uh, the, the culprit. They'll do anything to, to hinder, uh, uh, discourage you, to make light of you, to make fun of you. All of those things that cause us to have resentments. And then we make some mistakes in our life. If you haven't made any, I certainly have. And we make those mistakes and they cause us to be shamed. And shame is not of God. We need to be delivered from that shame. We need to ask forgiveness. We need to do whatever we need to do to, to say to God to get us a, a, a reprieve from whatever it was we did. And the scripture clearly says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And you can find that in 1 John 1 and 9. And so we need to understand that, you know, we have cracks that are caused by another person and we may not have intended uh, to have that happen or we... Uh, made a mistake, as I said, but we need to make sure that we get that taken care of. And so you have to lay down your grief. You know, we're grieving about some things. We've suffered some losses, and we're grieving. And grieving is healthy, but after a while, you need to leave it at the foot of the cross. Yes, we suffer losses. We suffer losses and major ways in our life and we need to grieve those losses but we don't continue to hold on to that we need to surrender that to god we suffer losses of our loved ones and we still love them and we wish they were here with us but we have to go on with what god has planned for our lives and so we resent we surrender you know the fact that lord that loved one is gone. I believe that they're uh, in heaven now, and please help me to go on so that I can get to heaven, too. That's what we need to pray. Uh, there's an actress uh, that just recently lost her child, committed suicide. It was, it's been on the, uh, in the media for the past day or so. And when I read about it, I felt so sad for that woman. That was her child, her only child. And he had some kind of uh, issue. He, he had some kind of challenge. He had some kind of problem that he could not resolve. And he did what we have would hope nobody, none of you will ever have to experience. He took his life and left her with that. You see, and I am—I have a family member who committed suicide, and he and I had discussed this before. Before I he ever uh, thought about, I guess, committing suicide, but I had talked to him about that, 
I I talked to both of my brothers about it because one of my other brother had at one time uh, was telling us that he was going to kill himself. And of course, we did everything that we needed to do to keep that from happening. But this one, he didn't let us know that he was in that much pain. He didn't let us know that. And I had said to him, you know, if you ever feel like you're going to hurt yourself or uh, take your life, please let me help you. You let contact me. I don't care what time of night. Just help, let me help you. And, of course, he did not. And, you know, the person that was dealing with him at that time, in her ignorance, and I want to believe that she was ignorant to the fact that if anybody attempts to take their life, you need to get them some help. And he attempted to take his life the night before he died, and uh, she knew about that and did not make anybody aware that he had done that. You see, keeping her sick secret it caused him to be able the next morning when she left for work, and nobody was there but him, he then uh, caused it, uh, made himself a barbecue, a charcoal fire, and locked himself in the bathroom, and there he took his life. And then when her daughter came back to the house and she smelled smoke, she tried to open the bathroom door, and he had locked that bathroom door. And, of course, she called her mother instead of calling the paramedics. And her mother said, don't call anybody till I get there. Well, if there was any chance of reviving him, it was a loss. Because the time it took her on public transportation to get from one city to another made sure that he was dead. So when she got there and broke into the bathroom, of course, he was dead, you see. And then we had phone calls, and I was called and told that my brother had committed suicide. And she was very hateful about the way she said it to me. So then I left my job and my other family members when I got to my brother's house were there. And she was there. And uh, I'm not calling any names this morning, but I'm just telling you that if somebody is saying to you that they want to take their life, you're supposed to help them. You're supposed to help them by getting them some help. Now, there's some people that are play with that. And every time they get mad, they want to kill themselves, they tell you, and they have no intentions of doing that. But we have to make sure that we do our part to help them stay alive. And so what I'm saying to you this morning is, is that uh, there are people out there who have these things in their hearts. They have resentments. They have shame. They have all kinds of depression. And we must do all we can to help them to go to the one, the one who can make the change, the one that can help them with their problems, the one that will be able to renew their, their faith, will be able to show them that they're loved. We need to get them connected with the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to get them connected and help them to stay connected 
we need to be the one that says, I'll pray with you. I'll support you. I'll listen to you. That's what we do. And we always do what the Holy Spirit does. And that's point the way to Jesus Christ. We don't try to be God in their life. In their life. We point them to the one who can be God in their life. Who should be God in their life. And that's one of the things that we have to learn as ministers and as counselors, uh, uh, altar counselors. Uh, we have to learn that we are not God. And we have to help these people know who God is, know how to get in touch with him, and know how to uh, uh, be able to surrender those six secrets that we have, that resent those resentments that we have, that shame that we have. And so that's what Hannah did. She she surrendered her her concerns and her hurt and all to God. And as she did that, God sent this uh, uh, priest across her path who accused her of her being drunk until she said to him what was really going on with her. And then he prophesied over her that God would give her a child. And God did give her a child. He was one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament. And his name was Samuel. And she kept her promise to God. When Samuel was weaned, she took him and left him in the temple because he was to be given back to God. And he did that. And if we learn that with our children, when we release them to God, when we allow ourselves to take our hands off and let God put his hands on them, we will see that things will change. I'm a living witness of that. My eldest child was troubled, and as long as I held on to him, he continued to be troubled. He was an addict, uh, a heroin addict, and uh, in the end, and God had to send me a way to get to you, but I was asking him to do. When God sent me to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to Rama Bible Training College, to prepare for the calling that he had on my life, while I was away, he was able to get my son, Eric, clean and sober. And uh, his, his addiction shortened his life, but in the time that he lived, he had nine years clean when he went to heaven, and he reached out and helped the bottom of the attic. And then God did the ultimate. When he left, then God called me to be a part of that same community and to win souls for him that were addicted to drugs, that were alcoholics that had been in jail. And I still do jail ministry. I still reach out to those that are addicted to drugs and alcohol. And God continues to bless. And so with that said, I'm going to close for today. And this end completes our uh, sermon, our, our series on, uh, on broken vessels. But you can go back and look at the scriptures for yourself, meditate on them, and whatever you're needing, if you're needing a deliverance from resentment, if you're needing a deliverance from unforgiveness, bitterness, whatever it is, God has it for you. 
So with that said, we're getting ready to close. But if there's anyone out there who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, even though you're a broken vessel, even though you're one of those that I have been speaking about this morning, God is able to save you to the uttermost. Jesus paid the price for your salvation. And so if you're one of those that need to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior this morning, or you want to rededicate your life, let's do that right now. And the way we do it is to pray. And we say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you that he went to the cross in my place. Thank you that he was crucified in my place. Thank you that he was he died and he was buried and resurrected on the third day. And now sits at the throne, right hand of the throne of grace. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I need you in my life. I need to surrender my life to you. And I ask you to cause me to be the man or the woman that you are calling me to be. And I accept your uh, residence in my heart. And I want to serve you for the rest of my days. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, praise the Lord. We're excited for you this day, this morning. And we ask that you uh, let us know, just let us know that you uh, uh, prayed that prayer so that we, we can continue to pray for you. We have your name and we can continue to pray for you. And you can do that by sending uh, uh, an email to me at revmary, R-E-V-M-R-Y, at iCloud.com. Send me an email and let me know. You know, I heard the words that you spoke, and I invited Christ into my life, and I just want you to pray for me and give me your name. And if you want to call back or you want to contact, leave your phone number or email, and we'll contact you. And that's, uh, uh, we are here to serve. So with that said, we're getting ready to dismiss uh, our service, and I'm going to uh, allow Reverend Roberson to close us out. He can have remarks, and then he'll close us out this morning. Amen, Pastor. So we thank you, Pastor, uh, for that that series on broken vessels because uh I mean, we can never know too much about that. And, and a lot of people think that they're not a broken vessel or they think that they don't have a problem. But in reality, we all have some cracks we need to be filled. And so uh, for those who will listen later and for you all here now, you can always go back uh, uh, to the podcast to hear all of all of these teachings on, on broken vessels. And for those who don't know, is with God, all things are possible. And that podcast is uh, uh, is every it's on every every podcast uh, site, Spotify, all of them. So you can always go back and, and just listen to all those sermons and all those teachings about broken vessels. And I, you know, I advise you to do so because uh, it's something that uh, is worth listening to. I'm going to leave it like that. And so, Father God, we just thank you, Father God, 
And we thank you for the for the teachings, Father God, on broken vessel, as I know I'm one myself, Father God. So I just thank you for those teachings, Father God. And I just thank you this morning, Father God, for, for each and everyone here and for the ones that will listen later, Father God. And Father God, I just ask as we go on our week, Father God, that we carry you with us, Father God. We know that you are with us, Father God, but we need to open our hearts and our minds, Father God, and, and let you guide us, Father God. So we just thank you this evening, Father God. We pray for each and every family member represented here this morning, Father God. And we just thank you, Lord. And we just give you all praise. We give you all honor and we give you all glory in Jesus' mighty name. We pray and everyone say amen. 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 Having beautiful day. Having prayer, uh, Monday, Wednesday. We're having prayer on Monday. Uh, Bible study on Wednesday. And then again, Friday and Saturday, we have prayer at 7 p.m. We invite you to join us anytime. God bless you all. Amen. God all right, everybody. Y'all have a blessed week. You too, Richard. All right, Sabrina and Sabrina G. And, have a good week, everybody. <laughs> all right. And, and Dr. Carson. All right. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Uh...